Hi everybody! I am going to be sharing something that I feel God has put on my heart for this time. Um, I feel like it's he has been speaking to many of us through this isolation period about what it looks like to put him first. And I really feel like he is highlighting where fear and control and um, placing man above God is completely crippling us and robbing us from the inheritance that Jesus has for us. And I feel like he's really graciously calling us to take some big leaps of faith um, and he's showing us hey there's more for you and I just and he's highlighting the things where we essentially dethrone him and we place above him instead of below him and so this for me the challenge has been my day-to-day life classically revolves around me and my family and the stuff that we need to do and then I would place Jesus in wherever he would fit (laughs) and I've really felt like him challenge me and say Chloe I need to be the structure of your day and you place everything else around me and that's not a religious thing it's actually it's something to liberate me and to keep me close to his heart it's a way that I prioritize him so I can be loved first so that I can hear his voice so I can be confident in his voice and my own before I face the world of other people's opinions and expectations and desires and I'd just like us to read through Matthew 16 because I feel like Matthew 16 really highlights um, a dynamic that I think we fall into that isn't good and it's a way that Satan creeps into our life and it sounds very normal and it sounds okay actually but I feel like God is saying hey that's not okay keep your eyes on me so let's look at Matthew 16 verse 15 to 23 but what about you Jesus asked who do you say I am Simon Peter answered you are the Christ the son of the living God Jesus replied blessed are you Simon son of Jonah for this was not revealed to you by flesh and blood but by my father in heaven And I tell you that Peter, that you are Peter and on this rock I will build my church and the gates of Hades will not prevail against it. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. From that time on Jesus began to show his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things at the hands of the elders chief priests and scribes and that he must be killed on the third day and raised to life again. Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. Far be it from you Lord he said this shall never happen to you. But Jesus turned and said to Peter get behind me Satan you are a stumbling block to me. 
For you do not have in mind the things of God, but the things of man. I'm just going to stop there. I'm just going to read the last bit again. Get behind me, Satan. You are a stumbling block to me. For you do not have in mind the things of God, but the things of man. How often do you feel like you have in mind the things of man? Because for me, Holy Spirit was highlighting to me that is very often. And that is why I, whenever I read the scripture, I'd think, wow, Jesus, that's a bit harsh. Like surely, surely Peter was just trying to protect you and love you and I don't know, save you. But in this, God basically humbled me and was just saying, Chloe, like you need an eternal perspective. You cannot look at this life from an earthly perspective. You need to see how I see. And I feel like that's his challenge for all of us. We need to be caught up in what he sees. We need to be caught up in how he orchestrates life because he is the beginning and he is the end. He knows all things. And our assumption of him needs to be that he is good. And I feel that Peter's response, his assumption of Jesus wasn't heavenly. So, what do you think that Jesus was referring to when he said, you do not have in mind the things of God, but the things of man? Perhaps it was fear, perhaps it was control, perhaps it was, you're not doing what I expected you to do, Jesus. You're meant to come on on a chariot and slay all of those that have persecuted us and our families for generations. He didn't want the way that Jesus planned to bring redemption to happen that way. I fully believe that Peter expected Jesus to save because otherwise he wouldn't have acknowledged him as the Messiah. However, the way in which Jesus was to fulfill all of those prophecies um, maybe confused Peter and he didn't like it. He wasn't, he was viewing the world in a very closed way. And what I want to highlight is we all do this. We view the world from our human perspective and it looks like serving ourselves and serving man and nowhere close to serving God. So it's very easy and normal for us to value our opinion above the Lord's. It's very easy and normal for us to value other people's opinions above the Lord's. We can see that because we ask friends for their advice before we ask God. We speak as if we know absolutely everything and therefore we know best. We don't believe that God will talk to us, therefore we don't ask him. We don't allow him time, we don't allow him space. And if we do, it's very minimal. We live in fear of disapproval. And if we don't hear God speak straight away, we quickly jump in and fill that gap instead of waiting patiently for the Lord. 
We all do this. We do this as believers and we do this as a church. So why are we so fixated on man's opinions of us instead of the Lord's? I read a quote by someone called Jen Hatmaker and she said, Human approval is one of our most treasured idols and the offering we must lay at its feet is keeping others comfortable. That's a big deal. We all do that. I feel like we are serving a culture that says, I won't offend you if you don't offend me. And I won't say something honest if you don't say something honest. And, you know, we'll just dance around each other and and try and keep each other as comfortable as possible because that's what love looks like. Love doesn't look like that. That isn't love. That isn't peace. That isn't kindness. That isn't friendship. That isn't family. Love looks like showing up and bringing yourself and being honest. Love looks like being vulnerable. Love looks like speaking up. And so what that is, is that is an idol of man. And I really feel like this is what the Lord is saying to us right now is, you have been serving man And you have been making man into your golden calf. And that is not okay. And that does not bring you freedom. That does not bring you deliverance. I do. The Lord does. So what I feel God saying is you cannot obey him whilst also seeking the approval of man. Jesus says to the disciples after this encounter with um, Simon Peter, and he says, what does it profit you to gain the world, but to lose your soul? Our soul can be defined as our mind, our will, and our emotions. And essentially, by serving man, we offer up ourselves and the space that God is meant to be taken and we pass it on to someone else and say, I am your responsibility now. That's not right. We try our best to fit in regularly. We betray ourselves often. And we believe the lie that we do not belong and we are not enough. That sounds like Satan's voice, doesn't it? The way that that manifests itself is by avoiding conflict and avoiding vulnerability at all costs. And I fully recognise that's really hard to engage with. But personally speaking, through doing that, my life has been crippled. Every part of me has been crippled because it hasn't allowed me to show up and actually say what I feel like God is asking me to say doesn't it doesn't allow me to give and to serve and to walk in the destiny and the purpose that he has given me because what I then do is place your opinion above his and so I don't speak or I'm so concerned with how you accept me that I completely betray everything inside of myself to try and fit into you I try and be like you and basically I'm challenging you and saying 
I think we all do this, guys, and it's not okay because Jesus is meant to be first. And when Jesus is first, we are walking as powerful human beings. So it says in the scriptures, it says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your mind, all of your soul. This means embracing God's opinion. This means embracing his plan. This means slowing down and listening to him. It means talking to him. It means giving him some space. It looks like allowing him to love you. And that requires you to be honest and it requires you to be authentic. It's really important for us to feel known in order to be loved. I don't know about you, but I find it very difficult to receive a compliment if I don't feel like someone knows me. However, if I've just shared my heart and then I'm validated and then I am seen and then I am encouraged, I feel deeply known and therefore I feel deeply loved. And that gives me courage. And I feel like Jesus wants to be that person for us. He wants us to share our heart with him so that he can say, I see you, I hear you, and I love you. And that shouldn't matter to you because that's not who you are. And you do belong. You are loved. And I want you to be a powerful person. And I know it's going to cost you, but I am here with you. You are not alone. Put me first. Put me first. You, you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. So putting Christ first in everything essentially is to choose vulnerability. The definition of vulnerability is uncertainty, risk and emotional exposure. But vulnerability is not weakness. It's our most accurate measure of courage. So I just want to encourage you to bring yourself because when you bring yourself, you bring the Lord. Because I believe, and this is what I feel like God is revealing to me, and I think he wants to reveal to us, that when we allow ourselves to speak, when we allow ourselves to be known, when we allow ourselves to offend and to be offended and to take up some room, we see Jesus because he has made us to be different to one another we display a different part of his character and a different part of his face and that will not be released until we show up as fully ourselves and we cannot show up as fully ourselves until we spend time with him and we are validated in our differences and this requires us to respect each other and love each other and assume the best of one another however if you don't do that, Jesus always will. So let's put Jesus first. For only he seeks our liberation. Only he seeks our purpose. Only he sees our destiny. He is not self-seeking in any way. He rejoices in the truth. He is pure. He is kind. And he is for us and not against us.